Welcome to I've Had It, I'm Mike Boyd. Empty cabinet. The vacuous department heads in charge of the flailing bureaucracy have left the cabinet bare. Let me start with Jennifer Granholm. No. Pete Buttigieg. No. Alejandro Mayorkas. It's impossible to determine who has shown themselves to be more incompetent. The energy secretary, Granholm, who oversaw the closing down of most domestic pipelines and oil production during raging price increases, only to criticize OPEC when they wouldn't lower their prices. Or the transportation secretary who insisted on staying out of the office on family leave during the worst supply chain crisis of our time. Or the head of the border patrol who's allowing illegal crossers to use their arrest warrant as identification to get free tickets on a plane, no proof of VAX required, to mostly secret destinations. For the most part, the appointments to these cherry positions come either as a thank you for loyalty or a payoff for agreeing to not run against the president. It's rare in this day that a cabinet head is chosen for ever having accomplished anything in a certain area of government or business. While most of the choices have excellent academic resumes, which adds to the growing notion that today's colleges are highly overrated, most have not distinguished themselves other than being good at sucking up to the guy who is making the appointment. It's no coincidence that Biden is polling at record low numbers. His demise has been aided and abetted by the choices he's made to head these important positions. For Biden, the glaring deficiency of his choices were on display early when Biden tried to withdraw U.S. forces from Afghanistan last April. Secretary of State Tony Blinken was caught totally off guard when he overestimated the ability of the Afghan military to defend their territory against the Taliban. On day one of the mission, 13 U.S. servicemen were killed by a Taliban bomber and many more Afghanis outside of the gate at the airport in Kabul. The government leaders at the time scurried out of the country and it's again under the control of the Taliban. Another glaring example of the Peter Principle is National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. He was Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's Chief of Staff at the time of the Benghazi attack. When she left government, he moved to the White House and was one of the several officials who met secretly with Iranian counterparts to pave the way for that great nuke deal. And now he's the yes man, National Security Advisor, who didn't question his boss's folly when it came to fleeing Afghanistan and tying the military's hands with rapid drawdown demands that forced the abandonment of Bagram Air Force Base. In addition, he's mentioned in the Durham report in regard to having a suspected connection to debunked claims of collusion between Russia and Donald Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. When a Bloomberg reporter asked Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm about boosting American oil production to help ease gas prices, she laughed and gleefully exclaimed, as you know, of course, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC, and they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they're already planning. So I guess that's that. Don't open any more U.S. oil drilling leases or pipeline permits. Americans are basically paying a tax, hurting mostly the underclass, who will have to pay up to $3,000 a year more at the pump. All this to get more folks to buy EVs. Last month, U.S. Customs and Border Patrol head Alejandro Mayorkas 
addressed a roomful of border agents. That didn't go well. Some agents turned their backs on Mayorkas. Others gave impassioned pleas about the new risks and stress that comes with having to confront three times as many crossers as there were when President Trump was in office. A number of those crossers have been surreptitiously, midnight flights, put on planes to secret locations across the U.S. to be absorbed into those communities. 78 of those flights have gone to Florida, and no one in the administration will talk about them. So far, over 2 million illegal aliens have safely come across the border and are still in this country. Also, Mayorkas has knowingly broken the law and no one on the left seems to care. And when it comes, and when he tried to hire a childish dilettante to lead a minister of truth department to tamp down misinformation, it cratered due to obvious comparisons to Orwell's 1984. Moving to transportation, small town mayor Pete Buttigieg was chosen to oversee planes, trains, and automobiles, but forgot about boats. Hundreds of boats carrying 250,000 containers were stuck outside a dozen U.S. ports for months due to a supply chain breakdown. But Mayor Pete felt this time was better spent with his newly adopted twins. He took two months of paid leave, parental leave, with his husband while store shelves were empty. Maybe the most inept and vindictive, he who was passed over for the Supreme Court, is Merrick Garland, the one who thinks we needed to investigate threats against parents who spoke up too forcefully at school board meetings. And of course, an agency he oversees, the FBI, is no longer a reputable agency, as we saw on display with the Russia collusion hoax. Very often we judge people by the company they keep. Using this standard, Biden fails miserably. And some lines of the week. Canada has become a banana republic, only with crappier weather. That according to many Twitter users. If this spike in trans children is all biological, why is it regional? Either Ohio is shaming them or California is creating them. That's Bill Maher from his television show last week. And in response to books referencing gay sex in public school libraries that can be read by elementary school kids, one writer attached this appropriate headline, Children of the Porn. Well, that is it for this edition of I've Had It. I'm Mike Boyd.